Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. It's time for the Midwest Outdoors with Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Brought to you by Reed Chevrolet, the hearing connection in St. Joe, the sports medicine store, and sportsman's outfitters and marine. Now, here are Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Midwest Outdoors. Tickle to death to be with you this Saturday and every Saturday, I hope, I hope. I'm kind of amped up this morning. I've got two of my favorite guests in the studio. Mark is down to the lake. He went down and took his, uh, we'll do something there, and he couldn't get back out there. It snowed and ice. Can't get out of the, the hills down there in the Ozarks. So we're going to try to get a hold of him on the spin. Don't know if we can get, Mark, are you around, or is it too early yet? Back, oh, we're still trying to get a hold of him. It don't seem like it's working too awful well. They what probably is, got lines down down through there with the ice and snow, I imagine. So his dog team couldn't pull <laughs> the sled? <laughs> No, his dog team couldn't make it until. Oh, okay. Boyd Metz is here in the studio, and we're going to talk about HSM ammunition, one of my favorite humans uh, to talk about this. And I guess, you know, we gain a lot of listeners every Saturday, allegedly. I think we've got over six now. And uh, I guess maybe we'll stop. I take for granted everybody knows who HSM is. And maybe we better go back to the back and the history of HSM ammunition. That's that's kind of good. We've been around a long time, yeah. but there's still people out there in, in the fringe areas that don't know that much about us. And uh, as the day goes on or the morning or the hour goes on, I'd be more than glad to enlighten the fact that the company's been in business for 53, 54 years. Gee whiz. So, and simple motto. In the shooting industry, the hunting industry, accuracy is, is one of the most important things. Sure, so, it's the only thing. So we, we kind of dwell on that. and Kind of? You do <laughs> dwell on it. Well, okay, I do dwell on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that, that's, that's been real important. Little company company's based up in Montana, Stevensville, Montana. And uh, we're, uh, we're well-placed in the industry with uh, the distribution channel and and the likes of Midway, Bass Pro, Cabela's, and uh, the dealers who buy from distribution. Products uh, products are, are, are pretty available, better than they were during the, I don't know, the crisis period, the yeah. COVID period and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, comp- the company has uh, strived to maintain quality, which in turn gives you accuracy. And I know you ask every once in a while. Well, how do you do this? Well, you pick your partners. Yeah. The components yeah. are key. Bobby Hayden. Bobby Hayden, mm-hmm. Starline. Yeah. We had him on here. Yeah. Bobby has Retrieving Freedom, which is just if anyone's listening or interested, just go take a look at it. Retrieving Freedom is is put on by, is operated and supported by the people at Starline, the makers of brass, and it's uh, they train dogs for... Veterans and Autistic Children. Cool. Great organization. Great organization. In Sedalia, uh, Missouri. So mm-hmm. it's... Uh, when we had Bobby on a month or so ago, maybe longer, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was on my phone from the time I left the studio until I got back to St. Joseph, Missouri, 
and basically had to unplug my phone. I always try to go take a little about a half hour nap when I get home, sometimes an hour. And I, I just I just couldn't believe the response. Yeah. I don't know if it did him any good, but at least we needed an awareness of this yeah. situation. You know, and that's what it's all about. Uh, speaking of awareness, is Mark Tobin around? I am. Good morning. How are you, kid? Fantastically. What? Is, where are you? Well, I'm down at Lake of the Ozarks. We uh, came down during the week. We've been working on replacing some flooring uh-huh. down at our cabin, and we had an unexpected uh, freezing rain and sleet storm yesterday morning. And uh, we started to try to get out of here, but we didn't get very far, and there was a couple of cars off the road. And so we turned around came back, and then we heard that there was a whole bunch of cars down this uh-huh. way that were off the road. So we, we decided just to stay here last cool. night. And unfortunately, the lake's down a little bit, and the ramp to my dock is uh, kind of steep. And with the, the freezing rain and sleet on it, I couldn't even get down to the dock to fish. What? I know. <laughs> well, the problem is I've got some fish in a bucket down there. I was going to clean for breakfast yesterday, and they're still down there in the bucket. Fish for breakfast. Oh, yeah, that's the best breakfast food there is. Protein. Boyd, have you ever had fish for breakfast? I can say that no. I no. don't believe really? that. Nobody oh. but Tobin would have fish for breakfast. Oh, my gosh, we do it every weekend when I'm down at the lake and have my whole life. Something's wrong with you, Tobin. I'll have to uh, put you on the couch again and analyze you when you get back around. <laughs> uh, a sad note, though, um, our good buddy Brian Andreka from the Kansas Angling Experience lost his father yesterday. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, and he was very close to his dad. He said that his dad was his best friend. Mm-hmm. So our condolences go out to Brian yeah. Andreka and his family for sure. Yeah, well, he's a good human. He's one of the best people I've met for a long, long time, other than Boyd Metz, maybe. Well, Boyd's hard to beat. Thanks, Mark. You know, I said to Fred just a moment ago, the I I thought you had a team of dogs, and maybe you'd get out with your dog sled. <laughs> uh, no, no such luck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you heard, I mean, is anybody fishing? It says 12 degrees this morning. Well, it had been, and it had been real good during the week, uh, uh, Richard Bowling over here on Truman, he's just hammering the crappie. Uh, and I I've, I've, have heard that there are some uh, white bass and a few walleye being caught below the dam right now. I would think so. It's that time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good time to be out there. Um, uh, Toby Lewandowski, Absolute Fishing Guides, he's he's on crappie, and he found some white bass a couple of uh, last week. Huh. Found a bunch of white bass. He's catching them on a on a castmaster spoon. Um, but it was a, a chartreuse and and silver, and they threw everything that he had in the boat, um, and couldn't get a bite on anything except that one. I'm sorry, it was a little Cleo, mm-hmm. uh, a little Cleo chartreuse and silver. But that was the uh, and it was a, one of those small ones, the quarter ounce. And uh, he again, he tried just about everything else in in the boat, but that's the only thing that he could catch them on was that little Cleo. So I and he saw him on the live scope and he was watching. They look at these other baits, but they wouldn't hit it. But for whatever reason, throwing that little Cleo, uh, they didn't. They they got mad at that. Huh. So, Go back to your old bread and butter. You know that's kind of one of them old lures been around forever. Isn't you know? that the truth? Yeah, right. Uh, what the heck? Uh, we and I. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Today's Saturday. Thursday, I, I got down here and uh, you know in between putting flooring down, we'd have to take a break and go down and fish the dock a little bit and we did I've, I've got 10 10 in the bucket down there 
had another maybe 10 little ones and you know it's only i'm only catching them in two to three foot of water so it's just amazing how how shallow some of these fish are this early in the season and uh talking to richard bowling once again over there on truman he's he's catching fish i mean he's seeing fish on his live scope that uh you they're right at the surface i mean they are he said he's surprised that you can't see their fins sticking out of the water but catching some fish that he's catching them as shallow as a foot and as deep as 10 foot of water and he's catching them in creeks uh from the mouth of the creek on up into the creek about two-thirds of the way now with this cold weather i don't know it might back them back out yeah i think so a little bit but nonetheless the fishing is really good yeah i got some news for you mark we're gonna get some pickled fish all right kelly kurtz brought some back from north dakota or south dakota a you gotta say you got an A when you put six Dakotas, but we're gonna have pickled fish maybe next. I'll I'll see if I can't bring it in the studio next Saturday. Awesome! I can't uh, I'll, wait. I'll, I've never had it. I want to try it. Yeah, I haven't either. He said I'll either love it or hate it. I think I'll love it. Uh, you you eat a hubcap, Tobin? Yeah, well, I'll, you know. I'll and he eats fish for breakfast. Yeah, he eats fish for breakfast, and he's blue cat too. So other than that, he's and he's not potty trained well. So <laughs> what the hey? You know? Oh well, what the hey? Well, I tell you what, Mark, it's uh, been a weird pattern. Strange, warm, unbelievably warm, unbelievably cold. The guys up there on the snow goose season this year are just having the best days of their life. The boys went out the other morning, killed 31 in no time. And uh, a lot of juveniles in the flock. And there's a million, 200,000 snow geese sitting on Squaw Creek. I imagine a lot of them went back south. It's this cold snap, but... Boy, it's, it's lining up like it's really going to be good. I think they're talking 67 degrees on Wednesday. Is that right? Wow. I'm from Missouri. you got to show me. Well, yeah. we've got almost three inches of snow down here. Wow. On top of that sleet. And- yeah, you're not living right. That's all it amounts to on the damn thing. Hey, we got the uh, Kansas Open coming up here, what, March the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Isn't that right? Yep, the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. Yeah, March 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Overland Park Convention Center. Uh, you can go online right now and get tickets ahead of time and save a little bit of money. Adult tickets are $10. Kids 12 and under or are free. If you get tickets the day of the event, now this is only three weeks away, so um, if you uh, buy tickets at the door, an adult ticket is $15, and kids under 12 are still free. But, uh, yeah, I understand you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have Joe Falco on at the bottom of the hour, and he has the time. Did he tell you what time you're going to be speaking? No, I don't. I know, everybody leaves me out of the loop. I just tell me to be there. That's all. <laughs> he was going to mention that this morning on the okay. radio. He got, right. he got the time that you're going to be on. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we can't get him up. Uh, on. A, uh, is he going to call in? Uh, we're going to call him. We're going to call him. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. Well, we'll have him on at the, at the half hour on a darn thing. But we're going to talk with these guys about some HSM ammunition. Wonderful, wonderful, I can't say enough good thing product. But we also are brought to you by Surag. If you guys, who farm, we have a lot of farmers listening to this radio station, and uh, you want professionalism on your cornfield. You've got to be making some decisions here. You're going to be planting corn before long. Yeah, that's what I said. You're going. To, uh, it's not that far away. Don't act so shocked. But anyway, uh, if you want professional with weed control and fertilizer, there's only one company I recommend. I've been using them for 16 years now. It's called Surag. They're based out of Savannah, Missouri, Osborne, Missouri, Four City, Missouri, and now at Plattsburgh, Missouri. These guys are the pros of the pros, and they can come in and identify weeds and tell you what you need. You probably need to talk to them right now, R-A-T-T, right now, 
to uh, make sure that uh, they lined up with you and went and they're going to be there and that kind of thing. So um, for a farmer, that's a very costly adventure getting ready for the planting season. So you better make every nickel count. Again, they're they're located at Savannah, Osborne, Four City, and Plattsburgh, Missouri. It's called Sure Ag. These are the guys I 110% recommend. Mark, we got to take a little bit of a break. I'll wait here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with you. Deathly quiet. And his face lost all expression. Said if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Midwest the Outdoors in the studio with me, Boyd. No We're going to talk about HSM ammunition and uh, no down at the lake, snowed in, frozen in. Iced in by co-host A-W-O-L, Mark Tobin. Mark, get some studded tires and a four-wheel drive pickup, and you'll drive right out of there. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do that today. Go up to Reed, buy your brand-new Silverado today. Oh, yeah, that's what I need. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, well, you know, and we don't talk, we talk about what a great experience it is to buy vehicles. Yeah. Because the, the salesmen, they're not commissioned, and... Uh, they, they don't put any pressure on you. They just help you pick out the car that you want. But we don't talk enough about their service department yeah. either. And I've been screwed over by some some other dealers. And so I had just got it in my mind that dealers were just too expensive. And and so I had uh, smaller mechanics always work on my vehicles. But my son has a Silverado uh, 2017. And uh, the air conditioning on it, uh, these smaller people, smaller places didn't have equipment that they could work on it, so we took it on up to Reed to have it serviced. I'm telling you what, that service department is second to none. They are absolutely the most professional people, but they, they're so nice, but, but they're, they're not expensive like I thought it was going to be. Uh, in fact, they were less than the, the uh, smaller mechanics that I had gone to. So. Yeah, you know, they're good people. Don't be afraid to take a vehicle yeah. to have a service to read. Yeah, well, there's nobody like it. they got an inventory too, and uh, so if I-29 and Frederick and St. Joe, Missouri, 30 minutes north of KCI, or anybody wants a new pick, who doesn't want? Do you, yeah. Wouldn't I like to buy a brand new one today? I just got a new one, but I'd like to have another one. What the hey? So anyway, um, Boyd, I have to tell you my HSM story. I've been, I've been wanting to see you guys and tell you this story. <clears throat> Uh, the first thing is confession. I'm not a very good shot with a rifle. And I want to talk to you about shooting a 1,000 yards. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's a bizarre statement, isn't it? shooting a 1,000 yards. But anyway, so I'm up in the river bottom, and I come up over the levee, and I jump a coyote. And this coyote knows I'm there, and he's, he's decided to exit stage right, you know. And he's 400 yards. And I, you know sometimes when you pull the trigger, you, you think it's right. You know, you just something happens in your brain, and you go, well, this is where it's got to be. And so I got out in front of his nose a little bit and raised it up, shooting the light at the low recoil. So I know, you know, I've trained myself on a low recoil. I love shooting that low recoil, especially get old. You know? <laughs> and I, I croaked one at him, and I saw the dust fly up behind him. And I thought, boy, I don't think I shot high. But so, you know, I croak another one at him, and I croak another one at him. Boy, he starts slowing down. And he ran about four or five hundred yards and just went just leaned <laughs> over. I hit him twice, <laughs> and I couldn't hit a Buick that far away. That stuff, you know. I tell you what it did to me. I, I tell you what HSM did for me. 
Uh, as you get older, your eyes aren't as good. Your reactions aren't as good. I don't care who you are. I'm only 72, but I'm just hitting my stride. But gee whiz, you know, I just don't shoot like I used to. But that HSN low recoil has put confidence back in me. You guys understand? I mean, if you, if there's, I know I'm going to hit where I'm looking. I just love shooting that load. And the accuracy. I shot it, you know, I missed a coyote right after that, come think about it. But I shot, I thought, well, maybe my gun, maybe I was just lucky. But I shot dot into dot into dot into dot with a, I call it a factory. It's not a factory ammunition as far as I'm concerned. We uh, we pride ourselves, once again, here's my magic word, uh, on accuracy. And we test the lots as we're building it and make sure that we're, doing it consistently, and the bullets are consistent, the brass is consistent, the primers are consistent, and the powder charges yeah. are consistent. And it's, it's all done. It's all done electronically with a little laser beams and everything, checking to make sure the right amount of powder is in the case, make sure the, the case dimensions are correct and everything. And fortunately, our component partners that we use to build this ammunition are great at the quality yeah. of their products. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I got to, I talked to a lot of humans about shooting. I'm going to talk to you about shooting a thousand yards, which is impossible for me. But uh, I got talking to a guy the other day that probably knew ten times more than I heard, which doesn't say much. <laughs> but he thought he just he got talking about brass, and I was telling him about Bobby Hayden, and and he said brass is not brass. Brass has to be quality brass. The thickness has to be maintained all the way through. And he said, that'll give you such a variable that you can't believe it. Then he went into the primer dissertation on the thing, and then, of course, into the powder on the thing. I sat there and just oohed and all to listen to that guy. And I'd heard it a million times, but it, for some reason it, it clicked. Yeah. And brass is not just brass. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I mean, you can go to the extremes. There's a deal where you, you can weigh the case, the brass. You can fill it with water, and then you weigh it again. And some people do this with all of their rounds, oh, yeah. the long, the thousand-yard-plus shooters. And the reason that they do this, they're, they're checking the thickness of the brass. Exactly. To see what powder capacity it has and what variation there is. Does it make a difference? Eh, maybe fractionally. But if you combine all of these things, then, yeah, it does make a difference. Darn right. So yeah, Jim Carmichael said it best. Only accurate guns are interesting. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it's, it's true. Yeah. There's no use having a gun that's not accurate. Or, you know, and I've got, uh, I don't know how many, 243s, but some of them like certain brands and some of them sure. don't like the other brand. Now, why is that? Have you ever figured that out? Well, I think it's it, it's the barrel of the rifle. That's the That's the thing probably most important is... Some of the dimensions vary on the cases from different manufacturers. There is SAMI, which is the small arms manufacturing yeah. regulation uh, uh. people, and they give they give the exact dimensions. But it's not all built that way. And you know, any piece of machinery, whether it's an automobile or a loading press, we're not we're not super high speed in building this stuff. And the super high speed guys. The equipment wears. 
So sure. all of a sudden, sure you get variations yeah. in manufacturing. Exactly. And this is why some some guns some guns change. That's the importance of consistency, lot to lot to lot. And a lot basically is when you change one of the components. Using if you if you change a, a batch of brass, if you change your uh, batch of powder, that usually ends the, the lot number. And it's a self-serving thing in the sense that lot numbers allow you, if God forbid there's a problem, yes, exactly. it allows you to trace it back and trace say, hey, back. we built it on this day, check, <clears throat> the, check the logs on the machinery, blah, blah, this, and know what went wrong so that it doesn't happen again. I bet you I don't know the guys out there at HSM. I'd love to go out there and see their facility and take a whale this summer. But I'll bet you if it's not perfect, it doesn't go out the door. Pretty much. I mean, there's an electronic inspection, as I said, but there's a visual inspection. Now, can you imagine the thrill, Fred, of sitting and watching a couple hundred thousand (laughs) cases go by (laughs) on a conveyor belt and being able not, not to have the attention span to be able to sit there and Boom, pick this one up yeah. because it's got a ding in the case or something. Yeah. And you say, well, a ding in the case, what's it do? Changes the case capacity. Darn right it does. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's an art. I don't know yeah. what else to say. Yeah. It's, it's an art. And it's an art like reloading. I mean, the guy that wants to go in the basement and sit and reload. You know, I was up at that when Bob Blockett had the Second Amendment up here. I remember no Bob. Or yes. Winkle was, wherever it was. But anyway, I was in there one day, and a guy was going on safari. And he came in to get some safari-grade ammunition, what I called it. And he was bitching about the price. And I'm sitting there going, oh, wait a minute. You got $3,000 in an airplane ticket. You just put $6,000 in an elephant hunt. You're out nine grand. You ain't even left Kansas City. You bought a rifle that you probably paid two grand for, probably by the Weatherby. This is a doctor guy. Nice guy. And now you're bitching about the price of the ammunition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the most important factor in your hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you want nothing but the best on the deal? And that's why if I'm shooting at a deer with a, my two forty three, I want I want it to hit where it's supposed to hit. It's, right. It's pretty simple. I can say this. A lot of people still reload, love them. But in the same light, we feel that we can compete with handlers oh, yeah. with our factory ammunition. I, I've tested it. I mean, it's you know, it's a matter. If it's a hobby, that's great. It's a wonderful hobby. Done it, did it for years. Sure, but still, in all, kind of nice to walk into the store and pull a box off the shelf and know that it's going to do what it's supposed to do. It, it's it's uh, you know I I don't think we can do it justice. I you know we talk about it here on the radio and I know I'm harping maybe too much but preaching to the choir a little bit but. There's there's nobody there's nothing like it. No. And I've shot it and shot it and compared it and I I went to the mat with this thing, guys. And if your dealer or doesn't have it, tell them, tell them you want it because distribution our distribution channel is very good. It supplies the dealers. And as I said earlier, uh, the brick and mortar people have the product. Yeah. And uh, do we have? Do they have everything? Every caliber? No. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of. How much we can build? Well, there's nothing. I want to uh, briefly. We'll talk a little bit here before the show's over about this tipping point. Mm-hmm. 
That needs to be analyzed a little bit, and, and people need to know more about this. Tipping point two is, that's our second generation, and we're using a bullet that's been around forever. It's an SST bullet manufactured by Hornady. has a great performance record for accuracy and expansion and weight retention, which are important when you're shooting game. And we've just had great success. It's a it's a good price point. Yes. Uh, load. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's it's just the next generation, the tipping point that we the original tipping point uh, the bullets that we were using were good bullets, but then during the crisis period they became unavailable to us. Mm-hmm. So that's when we changed over and went to tipping what we call TP two tipping point two. And as I said, it's I didn't realize how long the bullet has been around. The SST bullet by Hornady has a great, great reputation. Oh, yeah. And the ammunition <clears throat> performs, and it, it meets the standards that we want for accuracy, which, once What's again, all about? that's what it's all about. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Boyd Madsen. We're talking about HSM ammunition. If you've not purchased this, shame on you. You'll love it. You'll fall in love with it. We've got to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to have Joe Falco talk about the Kansas Open Season Expo coming up. And then some more Boyds. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening. Midwest Outdoors. My co-host is down in Lake Hills. I think he just actually wanted to go fishing. I don't think he wanted to be here with me, which I don't blame him a bit on the deal. Mark, uh, have we got Joe Falco on the line here? Anybody say anything about getting a hold of Joe? No, Mark. Oh, I'm, I, uh, I, yeah. We uh, is, did you? I sent you the phone number to give uh, to Beckett. Um, Mark, I'm on the air and I'm not looking at my phone, so. Well, uh, well, yeah, need to have Becky give him a call. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get him on the air a little bit. Or Joe, I, I think Joe's listening. Yeah, he can call in. Yeah. 913-3810-810, 913-3810-810, Joe, if you're out there listening on the deal. So I probably got it on my phone. Yeah, I sent you a message yesterday yeah, with but his number. Sometimes, Mark, the magic doesn't work with his phone. <laughs> well, I understand tell you that. This. In the deal. Yeah, there's nothing smart about these phones. Uh, do you hear any rumor real quick? I want to talk to Boyd a little bit more about HSM, but uh, uh, are they shocking blow the dam yet at the Missouri Department of Conservation? It's it's a little early, um, but I and I, if I remember right, it was more like toward the beginning of March, middle of March when I went out there with them, so it's still a, a few weeks away from that. Mm-hmm. But they are starting to move up there. Um. Well, I'll tell you what, Tommy, if you would, give him that number right there and see if we can get a hold of Joe Falco and talk about the sportsman. They should be up there, and there should be some monsters. I bet there's some uh, 10-pound walleye up and gets that dam pretty quick. Ooh. bet there's more than just that. Yeah, uh, and you've, you've been there. 12 to 15-pound fish. Yeah. And a lot of them. Okay. Well, we got Joe on the oh. line. Don't we? Joe, are you there? Yes, I am, Fred. Sorry about the missed uh, communications, but my text sometimes comes through and sometimes it does not. So I've got a uh, Mattel phone. <laughs> and he only pays the phone bill every other month. <laughs> no, every third month. Oh, every third, every month. third month. Excuse he me, Fred. Fred, Fred, me. Fred let, me, let me remind you, you're, talking, you're pretty old at 72, okay? Uh-huh. Well, 
I'm 74, so you think I know how to use these things either? Come on. Give yeah, me a what the hey? Two caggers. Hey, I'll, I'm catching up with you. February 28th, I'll be 73, and I expect a card from you. Uh, well, I, better yet, I'll buy you uh, a McDonald's uh, breakfast. Uh, Mc- meal. 30 bucks. As long as there's no fish involved, I don't eat fish at breakfast. <laughs> you should try it. I'll get Mark a fish sandwich. Don't yeah, worry about that. I fish fry and a pie. <laughs> I got three things, so if I could kind of go over them in order real quick, sure. I'll let you guys get back to the important stuff. So first of all, um, we're getting customers in. We have an open house this weekend, okay? Uh, right. Got some great, great deals on all of our boats, but specifically, uh, I think most of your listeners are interested in either pontoons or Lund boats, and I mean, let me tell everybody what's going on out there. Uh, Business is dropping off, and these boat manufacturers are aggressive. They want us to take more boats, and we want to take less boats, so we're working together to get some great, great deals on boats. So there's great deals to be had, period. you got to get there fast because what's going to happen is it's going to warm up, and all of a sudden everybody's going to say, wow, the economy's great. And we're out of boats. Well, they're not going to be any available. So let's get that. Let's make sure everybody knows we have an open house today. Um, and what's going on today, uh, it's going to confuse a lot of people. There's a boat show right down the street from you there uh, in Overland Park. And it's a great show. It's a great show. It's a boat show. I won't be there. Nobody from Kansas City will be there. And there will be no fishing boats there. Uh, it is the Lake of the Ozark show. So sure. they shouldn't kind of tell people it's a Kansas City show because it's really not. So, But if you're looking for a very expensive boat, a great boat, and, uh, you know, drink some wine and all that kind of stuff, that it's a great show. If not, come to our place today. We got we got great deals. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two that uh, I want to talk about, is a lot of people don't know about it, is next weekend uh, in, in, is the uh, Topeka. RV and boat show. So we're trying to bring back some sort of semblance of our our show that we've lost, Fred, over the years. You know, mm-hmm. we've just lost our show. That's that's all there is to it. So next weekend, and Fred, this one suited for you. You know why? What's that? Tickets are eight dollars. That's me. I'm and in. That's you. You're in. You're in. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Right. So Topeka is a, is a nice show. It's a real nice show. You might check it out. I'm not going to give anybody any information. They can look themselves. So the final thing I want to talk about, again, I don't want to you know, waste everybody's time, but um, is that on the 8th, 9th, and 10th, and you're right, uh, we do have what we have left of a sports show. It's a great um, show to come out and see some unbelievable deer heads. We have a deer head competition and all that, you know, sort of stuff. Got a couple boats there. Got some tackle there. Got some, you know, it's a small show, but it's all we have left. So uh, please, uh, please, guys, come out and support the great outdoors. Just come out and support it. And this is what we have, have left right now, and we've got to keep it alive. We got to keep it alive, so uh, you can get all the details on that. And um, that's pretty much what I have for you today. Okay, right? now I mean, that's that's I'm, what's important in my life. Oh, well, I'm supposed to be on stage with you on a certain date. Yeah, that'll be. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to invite you, by the way. Yeah, but that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in your flip phone, you probably can't put a calendar, <laughs> but you will be on at noon on Saturday. I got you. 
I got you right there, nice and easy. You don't have to get up early. So on the ninth on Saturday. On ninth. On the ninth. of October. No, October. March. March. <laughs> March. Ninth yeah. of March. And, and Fred, you it'll be uh, you and I, and I, I think we can bring any duck hunter. I think we can bring him some perspective. Uh, obviously, uh, you know I've been doing it a long time, like you, and we have different. What, actually, we have different places we hunt. Sure. We're both in Missouri, but you're up north. I'm down south. The way we hunt is different because, you know, how we've got our property set up. So I think we're just going to be, and you and I love talking ducks, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of give some people some ideas and maybe get some input from other people, too, on duck cut. Sure. Heck, we can both learn. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to get up there and lecture anybody. I'll just tell you what works for me, and I've done a lot of stupid things. I, I talk about what not to do duck hunting. That's all I talk about, so that'll be cool. <laughs> October the 8th, 9th, and 10th, I'm on stage at, at noon. Love for everybody to come by and shake hands and giggle. Some of the stories we tell will be true. It'll be up to you, the listeners, to understand what's what's limited right. number. A limited number. You got that right. Yeah. Joe, thank you. Mark, for are, you, up Mark are you there? Yeah. Mark. Okay, Mark. Um, yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. Too much ice and snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See you later, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we got him figured out, don't we? Hey, yeah, we're... yeah, Fred. I think we do. So I'm going to let you guys get back to the real okay. good stuff. Thanks for Here having me on, man. Uh boy, I'm kind of I'm kind of amped up about that. It'd be kind of fun to just stand around and talk about duck hunting with somebody. Doesn't, Three weeks from, yep. from uh, I love today. it. Doesn't that cut into your Saturday nap time? Though, yes, Fred? it does. But we'll <laughs> we'll make exception to oh, that. Okay. I was wondering. You get old, you want a nap every once in a while. You Especially know. when you get me up at this time of the day. Ah, oh, it's good yeah. to know you. Get your adrenaline rush Time up. to go to the barn and milk the cows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only reason I ever got up at this time when I was younger. Oh, uh, what the hey. Uh, we're brought to you by King City Lumber, kingcitylumber.com. For you guys need an outbuilding, which who doesn't? Uh, they will build it for you. They'll do it professionally. They are the best. KingCityLumber.com. Go to their website. You'll be there for about 20, 30 minutes on the darn thing. Please come join us again October, the, or October, ooh, <laughs> March 8th, 9th, and 10th uh, at the Kansas Open. Uh, I'm giggling. I want to I want to do this so darn bad on the deal. I'm going to have Mark on the stage with me, and every time I point at him, he's got a quack. That's all he's got to do. I think that'll but, work. I think that'll work. I'll hit the call and I'll point at Mark and he'll quack, quack. You don't, you don't have to act enthused even, Mark. You can just... Well, I can do that. Okay. All right. Just All right. be yourself, Mark. Just be yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know. Oh, well. Um, Boyd Metz is in the studio here. and We're talking about HSM ammunition. Tommy is in here with us. He's been awful quiet this morning. Is there a reason why? Is he mad or is he upset? Or He, he doesn't like you, Fred. He don't like me. No. Well, I started off by asking if he was sexually active, and I think I just really threw him off the track early this morning. And yeah. he was just pointed at me in disgust and went up the hall and got him a cup of coffee. Yeah, so. Sometimes reality's confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about the boy. You know, I really, really am on the deal. So, um, Hey, ha- handgun ammunition. We need to talk about that, yeah. too. We're pretty excited about our cowboy loads and our bear loads. Now, you ask, what's the difference? The cowboy loads aren't. Kind of normal loads for the guy to shoot, wants to go out and practice. We're always harping. And in order to be good, you have to practice, practice, practice. practice. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But our cowboy ammunition, uh, we, we have a full listing. And our bear load is a handful. It's designed, and the bullets 
we manufacture our design for somebody that wants to shoot a bear. Ooh. And the guides in Alaska and up north, it's big, big product sale. I'll bet. But here on our continent, it's it's a good deer load. And for anybody that hunts in a state that requires what is known as a straight-walled cartridge, the forty-five seventy is just a, an outstanding round. It's one of the oldest rounds. It's been here forever, since back in the Civil mm-hmm. War days. Sure. Right prior to the Civil War, it was developed. And it's continued with various configurations and lever-action guns. Lever-action guns, they're, they're, a, they're a big item. Ruger, Ruger acquired Marlin. They're, re- they're building it. It's an outstanding product. The 94 Winchesters, uh, Henry Repeating Arms, makes lever-action guns. And lever guns have become just a, a giant part of the firearms marketplace. Sure. And uh, go back to the cowboy days, the 73 Winchester, the 86 Winchester, these are lever guns. The calibers that we make will match up rifles and handguns. 357 Magnum, 38 Special, interchangeable. We make that ammunition in both configurations, the bear loads and in the cowboy loads. And they work for your revolver, and they work for your lever-action rifle. Cool. So it's it's something that, that gets you outdoors, gets you practicing, gets you shooting. And along those lines, guys, varmint season's just around the corner. It's, well, it's so here. It's, yeah. it's here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, the city-dwelling coyotes yep. Ooh, occasionally them. come to the country, yes, if do. you call them. Yeah. And uh, But the little creature... Prairie dogs, the scourge, they may look cute, but if you know a rancher or a landowner, he despises them. And it's difficult for them to poison them anymore. So if you stop and see prairie dogs, go to the landowner, get his permission, and he'd love to be rid of them. Who wouldn't? Yeah. 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 I mean, they don't, they, they eat the roots out of the grass. Oh, yeah. And they just, they, they turn it into just a plain desert. So practice, practice, practice. It'll carry over into the into the deer hunting season. But prairie dog shooting, it's fun. Oh, it's it's, a, it's addictive. And it's it's something where you don't sit and wait. Yeah. You might see a deer or something. But if you get into a prairie dog town, you there's shoot, hundreds. And shoot a lot of ammunition. Shoot a lot of ammunition and... Just enhance your shooting skills tremendously. Prairie dog, I always say, you shoot one, four come to his funeral. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you get to whack him, too. You know, that's, that's, that's very true. But, I, but unbelievable. They're, 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 fun, they're fun to shoot and enhance your shooting skills. Boy, I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to have to. Go ahead. Um, you're older than Methuselah. You know, I, mean, I, you're, you're, I am a few years older than you, Fred. Yes, yes, everybody. You're a lot. I mean, damn right. Go ahead. I'm not going to go there. When I brought up the word 218B rifle, and I, I can't put this behind me for some reason. I don't know why. And I, every time I pick up this document here with a 218B, and I don't think anybody in the world's got one. I, you're the only person left in the world's got one, don't you? I mean, I ask you off the air, do you know anybody else has a 218B? And you went, no. 
It's 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 the grown up brother of a twenty two Hornet, which is you know what a twenty two Hornet is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different case, it's design case. Instead of having a straight tapered case, it's a shouldered case, the two eighteen B, and it was just an upscale. Uh, I think the guns they're forty three Winchesters, uh, and I don't know off the top of my head what other guns used it, but the one that I have, I have two of them, are forty three Winchesters. And uh, it was it was just an upscale twenty two Hornet, good for longer range. Fifty grain bullet. Well, yeah, but the the, the bullets they're fifty grainers, but the ones that really worked well were the you know the forty twos, a, a little lighter bullet. You get decent velocity out of it, and uh, the accuracy was good. I think the rifles were made from forty nine to sixty one, mm. and and I don't. I'm not absolutely sure out there, listeners. Somebody can check that. On. Yeah. But uh, .218B is just an interesting little caliber. I, I shot turkey with it. I shot a lot of... You can uh, shoot turkeys in Pennsylvania with a rifle. Yes, sir, that's you right. can. Yeah. You can. Before you're from. Rifle or shotgun, and that's that. That's your option. But uh, a lot of woodchucks, we called them groundhogs right. in Pennsylvania. And uh, just a great performing little caliber. What about that one they hold up every year and see if there's six more weeks of winter? Do you ever take a shot at him? Or, <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil? Phil. <laughs> yeah. No, Phil. They tell me that all that is an excuse to go get drunk, but I don't know whether it's true or not. There may be a few beverages consumed at that, and, you know, and, and Phil's not one of the consumers of beverages. Yeah. Someone said that, that Phil had a mate, and she passed away recently, and, and I don't know if it was before or after, and I, and I don't know if she wore a wedding band or anything yeah, like that or not. I see where they're wanting to do away with him. Uh, they want to use a rock instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a big, it's a big deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> hundreds of people. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of bizarre, but most uh, people out of Pennsylvania I've ever known are kind of bizarre. Yeah, we are. They're yeah, a strange no, lot out there. Yep. You know, Qu- Quakers. We call them Quackers, but they're Quakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no Hooterites, is there? No, that would no, be. Uh, no. And we have some interesting towns there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so, some of some of them are just you know. Beyond belief, and a lot of those are in the Amish areas uh-huh. of uh, the state. But uh, so Mount- you're not Amish, is that what you're telling? No, me? sir. No, no sir. Okay. Pennsylvania, little Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. Okay. Now here's something I've been wanting to talk to. You. I almost uh-huh. called you the other night. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to this because I can't do it. I'm shooting at a thousand yards. And okay. Per- first thing is, and you've won. You won the rifle competition. What? Many many years ago, but you won eighty nine, and and that was with a small bore rifle. So that's fifty yards and a hundred yards shooting uh, with a rimfire rifle. So, but you you know you got to it all relates to shooting a rifle, right? But I shouldn't tell this. Uh, Shot a thousand yards, never hit a four by eight piece of plywood. Well. I'm embarrassed about it. Well, you shouldn't be embarrassed because first of all, you have to, the rifle has to be zeroed to do it. Yeah, and you can use the smaller caliber rifles. Some people do, but the basic 308. When I shot thousand yards, I shot a 30 out six rifle, and uh, shot a bolt gun, model 70 Winchester. And uh, if you're doing it, you need a spotter. If you're not on the paper on the target, you need a spotter. And actually, a good spotter with a good pair of 
uh, 12, 15 power binoculars or a 20, 20 to 30 power spotting scope can see the bullet. It, it, he can actually track the bullet. And I had that a couple of times. If you want to zero the rifle, the guy would say, you know, you're six inches here or you're two feet here. And I, I think I, I, if I could have saw my bullet hit, I might be able to walk it in. That's right. But I couldn't. It was going into the snow. But I never did see any snow fly up on this thing. And the wind was howling. But I, mean, I give all excuses on the world. But I think it's just bad eyes and a bad shot is me. But how in the world? What do you What do you do? I mean, what do you? How do you build a thousand yard gun? I mean, where, where do you start at? Well, the factory guns. The factory guns are all right. I mean, a varmint weight barreled, three hundred eight rifle, is is adequate to shoot. I mean. You know, competition-wise, it, it it probably lacks some, but uh, it's 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 a pretty. I shot an out of the box. Now it's a target rifle, Winchester Model seventy, but uh, out of the box, the the rifle would shoot. And I did use hand loads at the time. I was loading my own ammunition, but I was the target at a thousand yards is now the. X ring is ten inches, mm-hmm. and the uh, tend ring is twenty inches. And a couple of times I shot on it. I never shot a perfect score, but I I had a couple of almost perfect scores on that target. Not all X's, hmm. but uh, all tens on the original target that they used to use. It was a ten inch, I believe. Uh, no, twenty. It was a 20-inch uh, five ring and then a 30, 30 or 36-inch uh, or V. They used to be Vs instead of Xs. I'm a little confused. I've seen your citizen moment here. But uh, that on that, I shot a number of perfect scores. So it was, it was pretty consistently easy to keep 20 rounds. In a twenty-inch circle at a thousand yards. What, what, what kind of scope? What, what's going on here? I don't uh, understand it. I know. used I used a number of I used some Lyman Super Target Spot scopes, the long uh-huh. length. Of, but I found that the Leopold scopes. I shot uh, twenty power Leopolds with a dot in them. And uh, with a dot in them. Yeah, I like dot scopes. Really? I I shoot a lot. Uh, when I when I shot the small dot, board, it would cover up the then it cover up the target. No, 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 no. Quarter minute dot. So you can you can. That's, that, I it, guess it, I've it, never shot a dot scope. Well, at a hundred yards, a quarter minute dot covers the hole a twenty two hole. So it uh, it's Wait. it's it's one of those deals where you, you use the bullet hole as a guide and and shading. And that's when you move the scope, rather than adjusting in the knobs, you hold off. On purpose. On purpose, called shading. You know, whether it's elevation, if the wind's coming, you know, the wind, geez, we're getting really technical here. But you have full value wind, which is wind coming from left to right or right to left. That's that's the maximum full value. Then you have half value wind, and that's when the wind's coming from behind you or blowing at you. 
Then you have quarter value win, which is between wow. the half and full. So it's it's a game. It's a shooting game. Uh, I, 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 I you need I, a spotter, Fred. That's the bottom line. You I don't need, think I can do it. One is I had a hell of a time finding a place to shoot a thousand yards yeah, straight up. Yeah, with there's you. some there's some ranges around yeah, Kansas some around, too. But boy, I, it, it's got me buffaloed. I mean, it's bothering me like crazy. I'm going to go shoot this afternoon. Well, fact. imagine the guys that are shooting at twenty five hundred yards. Yes, yeah. yes, and I read about yes. this. Yeah, and, uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a big time skill level. Yeah, and uh, were you were you shooting off a bench or no? I just shooting over the pickup truck. But yeah, and, and that's another thing with the wind blowing a little bit. I always looking for a cop out, you know. And the wind was blowing, but it was still, I, golly, it was embarrassing. Yeah, a thousand yards is a long ways. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I drove away five six hundred yards around and put my rangefinder on it. And I went, it's got to be a thousand yards. And it was six hundred yards. So I went eight hundred yards. And I went, Got to be. It was embarrassing, and I, I just, I, I'm glad Pract- no one was there. Practice and and a spotter. Yeah, I need Tommy, and, and maybe some good HSM ammunition. Can I get Tommy to be my spotter? I don't know. I don't know. You got to get him a warm day because he's always in that speedo. I think. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of embarrassing too. Now we out of time. We, you don't love us anymore. My producer is going. I hate you guys, and you guys are not a good show, and you don't. We don't like you here. All of the above. Is that true? Not at all. Not I love at all. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks thanks for having us on. Uh, we appreciate it. HSM appreciates it. Yeah, they're, they're one. And, of, uh, I'll be straight up with you. If it wasn't a good product, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, thank and you. I'm, I'm, I just lay it online. That's just exactly as I, as I can say it. And that product takes a backseat to nobody. And I'm, I'm telling you. Only for you do I get up at 5 a.m. Well, Fred. I know. But, golly, that's such a I, – I don't do it – we don't do it justice. No, People you have don't to, understand you, it. You have it, to shoot it. You have to shoot it and shoot it and shoot it. And then you finally go, wow, this is a great – not a good product. This is a great product. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to spend the time in the basement reloading anymore. You can just go into the store and buy a box. You know, and you're out there hunting. You're going to kill something. Kill it as lethally as you possibly can. Get it down. Be over with. Shoot it through the heart and lungs and be done with the darn thing. And and don't make them suffer. Right. And as simple as it gets on the thing. And that's what I want is accuracy. And that's what that load gives me. Yes, sir. So that's simple. Thank as it you. Gets. Well, that's a wonderful product. Yeah. Tommy, put your clothes back on and head out. Of course, it's cold outside. Tell you what, Mark. Thank you. All right. Hey, make sure to get out to Sportsman's Outfitters today. Yeah. For their open house. I'll be fine. Time to make a deal on a new boat. I'm going to have to make Joe buy me lunch. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't yeah, got yeah. no money, though. He always reaches for his pockets, never there. Alligator understand. arms. Alligator arms, my goodness. <laughs> I've been around Joe Falco too long. Okay, Mark, you're off duty. Go catch a fish. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps Good it up for this edition of the Midwest Outdoors. we got to go for this week. The next time we see you, I hope we see you in a great outdoors. <laughs>